I don't know when you're hearing this, but in real time, this is the week before Christmas. And all through the OMN house and at World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason, we're celebrating the return of Jimmy Max with J.D. Steubenberg. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Happy holidays from all us OMNers. And you heard me right. A new Jimmy Max with J.D. and Linda Boyle. The faces behind the bar for all those years back and this time in charge. It won't be until spring, but they've got a building a few blocks from the old place and it's ready for interior construction. Oh, boy. Let's find out all about it. JD, welcome back to the cupping room. What's up, brother? Hey, man, nice to see you. It's a pleasure to see you as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's really going to happen. It is really going to happen. It's, it's taking, happening, isn't it? It's happening, yeah. It's taking... It's taken quite some time, but we are now actually. I can we can see sort of. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train coming at us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was. I saw the. Um, uh, I, I saw that. Uh, I got a, a Facebook post from Jimmy Max, and I went, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, I just recently put up some pictures from the. Uh, yeah, we got the demo work done in the space, and so yeah, and I went, yeah. oh man, this yeah. is really happening. It's moving. It's you know the the process is taking much longer than any of us would like it to, uh, but it's just you know it is what it is. You know we spent 2017 uh, uh, pursuing the concept of buying a building and and yeah. renovating it, so on and so forth. Uh, from the perspective that our the investor group that we're working with, it, it was a good thing for them because they had a fallback position in case things didn't work out. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, we got pretty serious about a building uh, uh, last year. And then when we started really crunching the numbers and looking at the time frame that it was going to take to get to market in that space, it just didn't make sense. Uh-huh. It was just too much money. It was going to take too long to get, uh, to get uh, back open again. And so uh, we made the decision to uh, expand our search uh, for spaces to rent, and so the uh, the old Oba space down here in Northwest Twelfth and Hoyt uh-huh. uh, came open uh, at the end of last summer, and so we started uh, talking with them, and uh, it took quite some time to figure out the details of it. It was kind of complicated, but um, yeah, we got that uh, that deal wrapped up this last summer, and so we've been working on design stuff since then, and uh, we've just finally now just about got everything dialed in that we want. It's not perfect yet, but it's just about there. Mm-hmm. So we should be uh, looking to start permitting with the city probably the beginning of this coming year. Wow. And um, then, um, you know, hopefully if, if everything goes well, we'll be in construction late spring. And if everything falls into place, I could see us being open in the fall. So wow. everything takes time. It's like, wow, it's a long timeline. But, yeah. you know, the permitting process of the city is uh, is kind of long drawn out. They have a lot of things, a lot of stuff on their plates and not a lot of people to deal with it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, um, you know, we had kind of have to, uh, you know, it's going to take some time, uh, working pretty closely with them to make sure everything stays on track. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, then we get the building and, and make a, make the space. It's, wow. it's going to be pretty cool. Lisa still involved? Oh yeah, absolutely. She is, <laughs> she will tell you she's really involved. <laughs> she's working her butt off on this thing. So, uh, and, um, she's become, uh, sort of the, the main, uh, point person uh for uh for our investment group and so um which is good because I, in, in the long run when we get open again we're going to be slotting her into like the general manager role so this is mm-hmm. good 
she's really uh, she's a lot more of an organizational person than I am. This is this, so this is mm-hmm. all falling right into into her wheelhouse. And what are uh, you? What, and what are you? Uh, me, what I'm are more, you to it? What, what I'm working on it right now has been more uh, more in bar design and kitchen uh, and kitchen design as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with a good friend of mine uh, as a, who's a um, consulting with us on the menu planning and, and uh, kitchen stuff too. So that's that's been that, and then just uh, beyond that, just kind of looking at. Uh, uh, Business model concept as far as what we're going to be booking and how we're going to be. You going to do the booking? Stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. But as we we're, as we're talking about earlier, I mean, I'll be booking uh, our local musicians and some some touring stuff, but I'm going to be leaning really heavily on PDX Jazz and Sold Out Productions to bring mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, national touring acts because they are. At the, you know, I just got together with Don Lukoff a couple of weeks ago and we we're talking about it, and uh, and same thing with Nicholas. They're in a lot better position to do that kind of thing. They mm-hmm. have better contacts. Uh, they have uh, they they have the infrastructure to handle backline hotels transportation this kind of stuff, and it makes uh, it makes it a lot easier for us to, as a venue to just provide the venue and give a good uh, space for them to work in. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, the nice thing about this the new space is that we're going to have it's going to be better for them to be able to bring shows into. Uh, one of the issues that we ran into in the past is that um, you know just there's a limited amount of seating. The sound system was okay, but it always needed augmentation. Uh, there was you'd have to there was a lot of backline had to come in. We're going to have a lot of those things dealt with up front now, ah. uh, which is nice. It's going to be make it easier for them to put shows in the in the club, which would be great. Nice, nice. Yeah, we well, you know what's going what to you know what might be missing. People walking in and seeing you behind the bar saying, "Hey, you doing, JD?" Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting <laughs> because um, you know initially when we open, I'm sure I'm going to be behind the bar uh, a fair amount. That's just going to be necessary, but down the stretch. The reality is booking that place. I mean, I'm thinking back and talking with Jimmy about it and, and, and back in the day. Uh, that's pretty much a full time job by in and of itself. Yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. uh, and it's about time management and everything. So, yeah. so being behind the bar on a regular basis, it's gonna that's gonna at some point that's gonna have to fade away to a degree because I'm gonna be you're gonna be, be around though. Oh, definitely, I'm gonna be on site. Yeah. Believe me, Lisa and I are gonna be living there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've joked with my parents. Uh, you know, they're retired and I have to travel. And I'm, I'm like, you know, when we get a target date open, you guys aren't going to be going anywhere for a few months because you're going to have to be taking taking care of my cats because I'm never <laughs> going to be home. And uh, But uh, we, we, the other joke, of course, is like we need to make sure we have a uh, a really good, comfortable couch to sleep on. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, I'm being facetious. I, I expect us to be working a lot, but uh, I, she and I both, Lisa and I both agreed that it's really imperative that we get – ourselves down to a schedule such that we're not living in that place because it's yeah. burn out too fast. <laughs> right. It's going to be, you know, it's everybody that I've talked to, uh, professionals in, in our in our business, uh, in the restaurant side of the business, are all like, you guys are going to need help because yeah. you cannot, it's just too large of an operation to do ourselves. And they're absolutely right. So we are already talking to friends and people who've worked with us in the past. We're going to we're gonna try to bring them back in and uh, bring them back in, into the fold, as it were, because we're going to need yeah. uh, other people to, uh, to help run that place. It's going to be... A pretty uh, a large operation because we're going to have not just the showroom, we're going to have a, a separate bar as well. Really? Oh yeah. If you if you've ever been in that space where Oba used to be, mm-hmm. um, they had their main restaurant, but then they also had a private dining room as well. They did events in mm-hmm. that side of the uh, of the building. We're turning that into a separate bar. Really? That's not a mu- not a music venue. It's just a it's a bar slash restaurant uh, that we're going to be running. We'll run lunch service through there, happy hour. Uh, run through dinner and into into late night service as well, 
and um, uh, we'll, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll program music that we'll be playing over, mm-hmm. the, over the PA there mm-hmm. that'll be oriented towards what we like to do, but it's not going to be a live music venue. That's just going to be a, a gathering place for people to come and hang out and wow. commiserate and wow. have fun. Plus, we can... Will there be a pool table? No, I, it's funny. No pool uh, table no, Jimmy when, Max? When, when, come we on. Fir- when we first started <laughs> looking at this... Uh, the, the, the that space, I was going. Oh man, it'd be really fun to put pool tables in there. Yeah. And because uh, Lisa and I were both uh, longtime regulars up at Touche, yeah. And we immediately was like, wow, we can recreate what we used to have at Touche there. Yeah. But the reality is, uh, two elements of that didn't work. The, the space just really wasn't large enough to make that practical. That's this smaller space that we're talking yeah, about yeah, in that, yeah, within that building. Yeah. And secondly, you need pool tables, and I, you know me, I'm a pool player, and I love it. But that's hard to generate revenue. Right. It's very, that's challenging. Yeah. You want that space. You want people in there sitting and eating and drinking. That's really how you're going to make your money. Well, so. there are, everybody who's, I think, almost ever played the old Jimmy Max has a story about something that went on around that pool table in the back room. Well, some degree or another, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and of course, you know, back in the day, in the original spot, we had, uh, you know, the two tables downstairs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's all, it's all good. It's all good. I remember one night. Uh, I was in there with Kelly Shannon and David Ornette Cherry. Yeah. And she, she, she challenged him and she beat the shit out of him. And he just <laughs> got so pissed off and left. <laughs> well, it's like you got you to gotta be able to take a beating. It doesn't matter if it's coming from a man or a woman. You, if you, you're going to get beat on a pool table. It's just going to happen. I know lots of that. I hear people. You don't hear as much anymore because people are a little wiser now. But yeah. he said, "Oh, they play good for a girl." I'm like, "Dude, oh, I no. know a lot of girls that will no, kick your yeah, ass." Yeah, really. <laughs> I had a I had a girlfriend one time who had MS. Yeah, and she was a pool hustler, and she would go in there and she'd be all, you know, I, you know, she has MS, and yeah, and then she just wipe everybody out. <laughs> it is a game of strategy, especially for playing eight ball. So uh. yeah. anyway, uh, but yeah, so it's uh, so no pool tables. Unfortunately, I would love to be able to do that, but. <laughs> it wasn't a practical reality. So, yeah. but this space is going to be. We're really aiming this to be that space to be really a happy hour driven uh, business, uh-huh. and then a late night driven business as uh-huh. well. Yeah, gotcha. And then, uh, gotcha. then we'll do in the summertime. We'll have outside seating along Twelfth Avenue, uh, which would be great. And uh, I'm hoping that we'll kind of the late night business will kind of feed off of what the you know when the show gets done. Hey, yeah, I'm over next door for a nightcap. You know, right, right, right. And there's right. your you know if we've got a you know touring artist coming through, they might be next door having a drink. There's a chance to go talk might to be, them. Yeah. yeah. Funny, I was just talking to somebody the other day about there's a place in Baltimore called the Famous Ballroom, and they had a thing called the Left Bank Jazz Society. Yeah. And they had shows on Sunday nights because guys would either be coming up from D.C. or coming down from Philly or coming down from New York. It's not that far. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was a a bar across the street called a Wigwam, Grub and Firewater. (laughs) And I'll never forget Whenever Dexter Gordon would come, yeah, he he walked across the street after the first set, and he would be hurling boiler makers, <laughs> boiler makers. That's you know, <laughs> that was Dexter Gordon. So yes. yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's too funny. And then that second set, ooh, oh yeah, woo. yeah. This that the fire and brimstone came out now. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this is gonna be cool. I mean, the uh, the showroom itself is gonna be. The funny thing about it uh, is that the capacity in there is not going to be really any different than what we had before. Really? The big difference is that we don't have people stuck in that back room ah, where, you can't, yeah. where you can't see anything, you can't hear very well, right, right. Uh, or you're standing you know, out in front of the bar, you're packed in there. Right. The thing I keep coming back to is you know, we, you know, for 10 years in, that, in our last space, people came in there and they put up with some really less than ideal situations. You, know, you couldn't sit, 
you know, if you if you didn't have, if you weren't planning ahead enough to be able to get a dinner reservation or reserve seating tickets, you were end up standing or you were yeah. crammed in the back, whatever. And but they put up with it because the music was so good, right? Uh, but in this situation, we're going to have a room where everybody that comes in, probably ninety five percent of the people that walk in the door for show, are going to be seated and be able to look right at the stage, yeah. Have good sight lines and be able to hear everything. Uh, and really have a much better experience, and we we owe them that because they, they yeah. like I said they put yeah. up with it for a long time. Yeah, so it's going to so be a lot you, better. You actually took some of the fixtures with you? Um, no, so we we had uh, we had uh, sort of played around the idea of that, and we kept uh-huh. a few things. Um, obviously, we kept uh, all the art. Well, not all, but most of the artwork from our last space. You didn't you didn't keep that picture of me because I took it because I don't want want anybody no, else to see it you. ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst picture anybody ever took of me in my whole life, and it's, it was up on the wall for years. I thought that was a great picture. Brandy did a nice job. Her, her stuff was Brandy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, those, those I, photos I did a TV great. story on her. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I've got a, um, I have uh, uh, a number of those pictures that we hung on to, uh-huh. uh, and uh, we're we're going to figure that out. The you know, there's there, we've been debating back and forth about what's the interior going to look like. It's like uh-huh. you know what, we're going to build it, then we're going to decorate it yeah. however we want to, and yeah. decorations can change, you know. So uh-huh. uh, that's it's cool. But uh, the space did you, keep, did you keep some of Diane's stuff? Uh, yeah, well, you know, we didn't keep that. All of that went back with her. That was all just on display. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we may put some some of Dan's stuff back up in there. The interesting thing about this is that as it's laying out now, the showroom itself is not going to have a lot in the way of wall space. There's really? going to be some, yeah. but not nearly as much as what we had before. There's quite a bit of windows around this, the, the exterior of this building. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, in the in the other bar, which is what we're sort of calling the smaller space, and I think that's what they ended up naming it, uh, <laughs> there's going to be some more space in there to do artwork on the walls, which we'll see what we uh-huh. put uh-huh. in there. So, yeah, we're going to be playing around with this. It's going to be interesting. Wow. Wow. Did you keep the curtain? The, yeah. <laughs> the, red, the red velvet curtains yeah. have been in storage in Lisa's attic. <laughs> As you pointed out, though, uh, putting those back up, we would have to spend a fortune dry cleaning them. So <laughs> those curtains, we'll probably have a, a little a homage of them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but not the actual stage itself will have something a little more modern. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you got to have that because, I mean, every you look at every video that was ever shot in there. Right. That's the red curtains are, are everything. Yeah. And it's funny because when you go around other places in town, you see red curtains. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah. No, not that we were the first people to ever put red curtains on a stage. <laughs> That's pretty old school, you know. Uh, but I just, I just kind of laugh. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what that looks like. <laughs> So that's, that's all good. <laughs> well, as long as you're there, it doesn't really matter what the rest of it looks like. Well, that's <laughs> you and Lisa. I, I, I would like to know? think that's the idea, but you know, yeah. it's really. Uh, I mean, we're part of that, but it's really about getting the music back on the stage again. Yeah, and I mean, there's yeah. you know, there's there's been a lot of good music going on around town since we've been closed, and I've been so happy to see other venues uh, popping up and making mm-hmm. that work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there's definitely, yeah, I still yeah, you hear everybody, oh, God, you got to open, you got to open. Because it's just, it's a different thing. You know, yes. you have a place that's yes. built to do music. Right. And music is the focus versus having, you know, uh, restaurants or bars that are then bringing in music, which is wonderful. Yes, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean I've had uh, conversations with, 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 uh, Aaron and uh, and with Frank and all these different people, I'm like, I'm so happy you guys are are putting the guys to work uh-huh. and getting people on the stage. Cause that's that's the things like you know, keep the musicians working out there playing. Uh-huh. That's my that's my number one. And that's what Jimmy's thing was too. It's like that place existed for you know for the musicians to have a place to play, for us to have a place to work, and for our customers to have a place to come and hear shows. Right. You know. So right. Right. you know that's what we're gonna try to get to again. 
Well, it's definitely been a hole in the wall there. I mean, uh, you know, with, uh, with, 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 the, with the place gone. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, right around, you're right around the corner. That's, so, that's, that's the coolest it's thing. It's serendipitous uh, in a lot of ways yeah, because, yeah. you know, uh, like I was talking about earlier, we had looked at this building uh, that we're looking to buy potentially last uh-huh. year across the river and close in southeast, which would have been interesting because that neighborhood's going to be growing a lot over the next decade. Uh, but it's, that neighborhood's probably five, six, seven years out from really becoming mm-hmm. really, really super viable, as it were, um, and really, you know, packed people, so on and so forth. But here, we're going to be, you know, five blocks from our original location. Yeah. And actually, in a lot of ways, that area up there actually has better foot traffic than what we had. Actually, it clearly has better foot traffic than we had in our last location huh. uh, and somewhat better than what we had on the corner in our original spot. Um, huh. And uh, there's just, there's more, there's more business, there's more... Uh, uh, residential right in that area and the parking situation is a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a parking lot right across the street and the street parking up there hasn't been turned upside down like you've seen in a lot of other areas in the Pearl where you're losing a lot of stuff for loading zones yeah. and for bike zones and this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll change eventually, I'm sure, but at least for, for the time 12th being, and Hoyt? 12th and Hoyt, yeah. 12th and Hoyt. Yeah, for the time being, it'll be a little easier situation, I think, for people. Uh-huh. So it's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the room is cool. It's, uh, if you saw the pictures of that open space, uh-huh. it's sort of hard to visualize what it's going to look like. Uh, and looking at, at, at the plans that we're looking at now, you still kind of get an idea, but we haven't quite uh, fleshed it all the way out yet. Uh-huh. But it's going to be pretty righteous. I'm, uh, you know, we're going to have a real green room, so our touring artists will have a place to wow. actually go back and hang out when they want to do that and not be bothered by anybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, that, it sounds funny. But uh, and talk, you know, you're talking with Donna with Nicholas. That's a huge deal. And that was a big. Yeah. Uh, that was a big uh, negative for us in our last space. So we had to uh-huh. get creative to make that happen. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, artists require that. You know, they're uh-huh. they're out of the road. And sometimes they don't want to talk to anybody. I don't blame them. You want you know, you're living out out of a suitcase. You want a little. You know, even if it's just 20 minutes of privacy uh-huh. and not talking to anybody. You want that. You know. Right. So. Right. Uh, so that's that's important. And uh, and yeah, it's it's. It's pretty cool, man. This place is going to be, it's going to be really something. Yeah. Ah. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. So now, uh, now of course, it's, it's all about, you know, keeping people aware of what we're doing so we're doing some stuff uh i've got the show that we're putting on on january 11th right down literally a block away from here yep. at the mission theater and so we're bringing in a couple of our uh, uh our mainstays uh mm-hmm. the yachtsman and uh the paul creighton project all right and uh they're gonna play a double bill and they're both both bands are gonna be uh, supported by the soul vaccination horns great which is gonna be really fun yeah uh those tickets are on sale you can go uh, go to the mission theater website you'll be able to find mm-hmm. them there mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna be sending uh, uh whatever money we can actually Scrape together after paying everybody because we're going to pay everybody for this. <laughs> uh, we're going to be putting into a uh, into the uh, Jimmy Max Musical Inspirational Scholarship, great at Portland State, which is cool. Uh, try to keep people aware of that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's just the first of probably something in the neighborhood, maybe three or four shows that we'll try to put on mm-hmm. before we get the club open. Again, ah. just getting the brand awareness out there and raising some more money for the for the scholarship, yeah. and just like like I said earlier, putting the guys to work. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. That's great. The, the mission, yeah, it's cool. It's Good. you know, uh, PDX Jazz has done a lot of events in there, and I've, yeah. I've really I've had great experiences in that room. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, they're not going to be doing after I think it's May. They're going to become a first run movie theater, so really? live music is going to be done. Yeah, wow, yeah. 
which is unfortunate. Well, because I get it. it, it I, they, they, they do that, and then they stop, and then yeah. they do that, and then they stop. Well, and, uh, and uh, the folks I've been working with there, they're like, they're, 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 they've been sort of, I wouldn't say begging and pleading, but they've been really kind of pushing the amendments to, like, no, keep doing what we're doing because this works. Yeah. Uh, but whatever that's what they want to do first run, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Well, the thing is, there really aren't any first run movie theaters in Northwest Portland. No, there's not. I mean, except Cinema 21. And 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 they, you know I mean they don't I'm I, I I'm guessing they're going to play major hits. That's what that's what I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean that's yeah. that's a great room to watch the, to, for anything. It's yeah, a, it's just yeah. a really well laid out room. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this show. I think uh, um, I think sound wise, I think it's going to really be good. I've heard uh-huh. really good shows in there. So yeah, I did the the uh, John Callahan um, memorial show in there. That was my show with a couple of other people. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's going to be fun. So we're looking forward to that. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. And uh, I've been talking to some other folks who are not playing around town that much right now that people want to see. And so we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. i got to figure out scheduling and timing and stuff and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, see what we can pull off. But um, that, that's, I think that's, I'm going to try to get a couple more in there before they switch over their, uh, uh-huh. their programming and stuff. And then we're, mm-hmm. I'm looking at some other potential venues as well. So Good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good. You know, the, the old church is, is uh, really, really killing these days. It's, that room has always sounded really cool. Well, it sounds better now, you know. They, they, they got a whole new PA in there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Some, from, some, from Sweden. Yeah. And the guys from Sweden came over to tweak it when, and install and tweak it. Yeah. Well, and, there we go. Uh, uh, PDX Jazz puts, you know, puts a bunch of shows in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's new lighting in there, and it's, uh, it's a really cool place. Yeah. You know, really... I had one of the, well, that was one of the best experiences in the jazz scene here in town many, many years ago. Mario DePriest uh, made a record and uh, did a CD release there, and, <laughs> and uh, he had everybody played. So his dad was on there, Mel was on the record, uh, Ron Steen was on the record. And so everybody came there. We're kind of on and off the stage playing and stuff. And he had um, uh, uh, Joff Lee was on piano. Frank De La Rosa was playing bass. Then he had um, uh, Thera and Rob Sheps huh. and Javon Jackson all playing. Wow. And it was really funny because the guys were up there playing. And, uh, and There's some personalities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Rob was really was egging on Javon, trying to get him to cut heads with them. Javon was like, you know. <laughs> no man, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> and and Rob, Rob kept going, and finally Thera, <laughs> Thera just got leads over. He says, "Why don't you shut up and play your horn?" And he said it loud too. Like in, you know, that room, you everybody heard that. I was cracking up, laughing. So funny. Then, uh, um, uh, but the the the, the uh, what was what capped that show was that Janice Scroggins was sitting out there, and she, I think she must have played something on the record. Uh-huh. But Mario invited her up to, to come sit in. She sat down at the piano and stole the show. Oh. <laughs> Completely stole the show. And uh, as she was wont to do, because oh, yeah. that's how, you know, she was that good. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's funny. I, uh, I think about, um, about these folks that are they're no longer with us now. Oh, yeah. A number of them, mm-hmm. that played on our stage. Yep. And I just can't even, I can't even fathom how lucky I was or all of us were to actually hear them in, in that kind of environment. Yep. You know, yep. and uh, yeah. uh, it was that was really something. Janice was like, "Yeah, 
She always looked effortless too. Yeah. She'd be playing this in crazy center piano, right. and she'd have a look on her face like she was like, "Oh, whatever," you know. Right. Right. But she was just crushing with her had hands. That, yeah. Had that little angelic look. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was insane. <laughs> I played a I played a track from the uh, uh, her, her album with uh, Linda Hornbuckle no, on sister. the show. Yeah. Couple, couple oh, that's ago. such a good record. It's oh nice, man, really nice record. Yeah. 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 I got played if you want me to stay. Oh really? Yes, nice. the Sly, Sly Stone song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're uh, the, the the two of them had such an amazing bond together. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. that was you know, seeing the, the shows that Linda used to put on our, on our stage. I mean, she was oh, yep. That was just incredible. That's still, yep. you know, the uh, that was the story that we were telling um, last year when we did the uh, the fundraiser at the uh, the Roseland uh, the video thing that we did. Lewis was reminding uh, me of that story, but uh, uh-huh. we did the fundraiser for Linda, the, the Love for Linda show. Yeah. And uh, LaRonda got up and would start singing Natural Woman, and mm. Linda got up out of the audience, was there, and she was very ill, but she was there and hanging out, and somebody put a wireless mic in her hand, and she started singing with LaRonda, walked up the stage and started singing a duet. Oh, man. And Bernard Purdy was there. Ah. Bernard was in town to just come hang out and show some support, and so he was up there sitting and playing the drums. And, of course, he played that tune, you know, how many times with Aretha. Right. Back in the day, and uh, after the, you know, the, the, the girls, they just brought the house down. Yeah. Totally brought the house down. Not a dry eye. And uh, Bernard walks up to the bar afterwards. And he's got, you know, he also has a towel over his shoulder. He's wiped the sweat off his head. But you, I could see clearly he'd been crying. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he looked at me. He said, man, I played that song thousands of times with Aretha, but I've never heard a song like that before. Wow. And uh, it was, that's, yeah. that's that moment. I, that's probably, of all the amazing moments in, uh, yeah. that I had in that, that space, that's probably the one that sticks out more in my head than anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it was really, uh, it was really how, something. How how is how is Bernard Purdy doing? Uh, He's doing good. I have not seen Bernard in person in a long time. No, He's been through Portland uh, in, a, in a number of years now. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe uh, maybe he can play Jimmy Max again. Yeah. Oh, if we can make it happen, be great. I love Bernard. He's yeah. Just, he's, he, just, he yeah. puts on such a great show. Yes. And uh, and he's just got that groove, you know. And him and Mel have this mutual admiration society. Uh-huh. That's just that's always fun to watch that happen. So I know uh, uh, Renato has uh, has seen him. Renato's been out, uh-huh. and Lewis have been out a little bit and traveling, seen him uh, here and there in different places and stuff. And uh, he was just down in um, in San Francisco recently. Uh, uh-huh. I saw some video of Victor Little playing bass with them. And uh, Bernard looks good, playing his ass off like normal. Wow! I, 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 you know what I play sometimes? I play. Was it was it called Jimmy's Soul Stew? Oh, it was. Uh, no, no, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, the record was. Um, what the hell? Because it was. It was live. It, it was, was live in the was club. Live at the, at the original club. Yeah, yeah. With Lewis and Renato and Rob Paparazzi and and yeah. uh, and yeah. um, and. Yeah, and was Janice Janice on that record too? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm trying to remember what they. It was. Uh, it but, was. Um, but the but the soul first, cooking. Yeah, soul cooking. But, yeah, but I mean the first track. Oh was, well, the first was, track was was Memphis Soul Stew. Memphis Soul Stew. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, every yeah. every track was all related to to food. Yes, it's all songs about food. <laughs> and of course, Memphis Soul Stew. You know the classic. You know, Kurt, uh, yeah, uh, Curtis track. Of course. And they they killed it. Oh, Jake Coder was on that. I was on that as well. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so much fun. Man, Jake Coder. Now there's a guy. There's a guy that can play never, anything has, has you want nev- him to play. Has never gotten his due. You know, he he never has. But the, but people in the music community, yes. know they know. They're oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, of course. that's a guy that can play anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, I, I Jaybird and I go a long way back between the club and also the, the candlelight room. Yeah. Oh yeah, jeez. Oh, when I, I used to live walking distance of the candlelight room. Oh man, uh, before uh, before I bought my house in Tualatin, I was in there religiously on Sunday nights. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, and so I saw I saw Bird down there a lot. Yeah, and uh, it was yeah. always just always a blast. Yeah, yeah. 
and Andy Stokes. And Andy Stokes. Isn't yeah. it amazing? Andy's a hit now. Andy's doing great. I'm it's so amazing. I'm so excited After for him. After all these years, you know, I mean, I know you, you did a lot to you know, to boost him. And uh, we, uh, he, four, he, four, four years ago, we uh, five years ago, you know, we we named him like best soul singer, in, you know, in, in, in oh, Oregon. Yeah. And well, it's funny that. because you know uh, uh, we uh, we had been bugging. Uh, and uh, Jimmy had wanted Andy to play at the club forever. Yeah, and I was like, and I and I knew Andy a little bit then. I'd go and I'd see him at the candlelight room, and I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be like, hey, you gotta come and play. And he was nervous about doing it because you know you were playing without a neck because you were just playing for the door. Yeah, and he was really nervous about that about being able to get people in the house. And I was like, man, you will kill it. We will help you. You know, we're, uh-huh. it'll be it'll be great. And uh, and uh, and then Gina Baker, Phil's wife. You know, Gina used to manage him back in the day. Uh-huh. And Gina was, hey, you should go do this thing. You can you can really make some money there. It'd be great. You know, it's blah blah blah. So we finally got uh, finally got a book. He came in and played, and packed the joint. Absolutely, yeah. just it just balls the wall. And at the end of the night, back in the office, selling up with him. And I won't disclose how much money I paid him. But suffice it to say, uh, he told looked to me and he had tears in his eyes. Like I've never made this much money. A gig before wow. ever, wow. and I'm like, I'm like, dude, this you can do this here. Yeah, this you can come here and put on this kind of a show, and I mean, you can't do it every week. Yeah, but you can do this, you know, every couple of months, and it's going to be great. Uh-huh. And uh, and so um, and so we did, and he's turned out to be consistently one of our best uh, drawing artists. And now he's national. And now he's national. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Um, when I was, I don't do it anymore, but when I was DJing over at Joe Bar, I was I was in there for three years, right? Yeah, it ran its course. It's all right. Um, and uh, uh, and I would put on, I'd play the funkiest stuff and all this. You know, I'd play great stuff, just great stuff, and yeah. it wouldn't get a lot of reaction. But I put on the best day ever, his his, his hit, yeah, and people just started dancing. It was amazing. He has that effect. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He does. He does. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm. It's funny because he, he's uh, he uh, when he first started kind of breaking. Uh, nationally, he was he was talking to Lisa, and I was like, you know, I really owe so much to you guys. I'm like, you don't know us, Diddly Squat. You yeah. already had it. It's yeah. just a question of being, you know, uh, I was, I, we were so stoked to have you on our stage, but it's just a question of you being uh, being in front of the right people and, and getting it out there. And now he is. It's just it's wonderful. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, and I'm really looking yeah. forward to having him come back down and play with us again. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Now, now, now who, did he do a? He do a Marvin Gaye tribute night. What did he, he do? He did so. Uh, so you know, we would we would do shows with him and his band doing his stuff. Yeah. But also, he was part of the Portland All Stars, uh, right. Soul All Stars that Louis right. Payne was uh, was putting out there. Yeah. So Louis would put together these shows, and it would be uh, a fluctuating lineup of, of, of musicians, kind of depending on what the what the uh, uh, what the, uh, the program was. So they did they did tributes to uh, to to Marvin. Yeah. They did tributes yeah. to uh, oh God. I'm not a big fan of tributes, but but, Andy did it. But Andy did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it got to be, it was interesting, too, because there was a period of time there where all you're seeing is just everything was a tribute and a tribute and a tribute. And that, yeah, I hear you, that can get old after a while. Having said that, if it's really done well, and those were really done well, it's like, okay, this works, you know? And uh, and, and it's, it's a formula that put people in the door. I mean, you have, uh-huh. you have to find a balance of that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Hey, remember when there was a Django Reinhardt band in every club? Yeah. <laughs> and what? And look what happened there. Yes. And now, and now, try to go find his music being played there's anywhere. One. Yeah. There's one. Kung Pao Chickens. They're still at Laurel Thirst. Yeah. And they're still good. Yeah. Although John, I heard has a has a, a hand problem. 
I don't know. I haven't yeah, heard that. Yeah, a great guitar player. I can't remember his last name because I can't remember anybody's last name because I'm fucking old. Because you're fucking old, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I'm catching up with you, man. I know. <laughs> Oh man! Well, this is great. This is terrific. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. So happy, you. so happy for you, and because uh, it looks like it's actually gonna, actually gonna happen. I, it's, it's, it's looking good. Now, so let's so now here. I'm going to ask you the question. All right. What do you think? What do I think? You think it's going to happen? I have. Oh, oh. Do you get, think it's going to happen? Get, and, and if it does, get, what do you think? Getting a baseball team? Here? Yes. I think it's the best chance that we've ever had. I agree. I have a good friend of mine working on this project, and, really? and he's like, it's happening, it's happening. And I'm like, cool, and I totally believe him. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and I'm psyched. And I, I, I see a lot of people, oh, support, Portland won't support. I'm like, yeah, I think they will. Oh, of course they will. That's, yeah. that's just like, that's a typical Portland, you know. Yeah, yeah. Poo-poo, uh, never says it's going to happen here. Yeah, I think it's, I, but, I, you know, but I think the way you're looking at it is the right answer. It's and, the best chance we've ever had. And the funny thing is, the thing that's so so Portland about it is that the stadium. I'm not saying it's, it's being built on the cheap, but it's not a it's not a magnificent it's, it's, edifice. Right, it's okay. not it's not this gigantic. It's okay. It's yeah. a ballpark yeah. with a little little sort of umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Which is that's well, the thing is, one thing I uh, that I've looked at uh, in that. They're planning is that they're not trying to build a monstrosity. No, they're keeping uh-huh. the scenes, which is that's the right way to do that. Right, right, yeah. right. And right. so, uh, and they're going to be putting it in, a, in, a, in an area that's that's the next area of Portland that's going to get developed. The last right. area right. of Portland's going to get redeveloped, and uh, and it needs to happen. So it's good. I think it, I think it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. Now the question mark is what team we're going to get. And, and, and you, the, 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 you know it's going to be an, an American League team. I mean, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to love the Orioles. That's not going to change. Of course, that will never change. That will never change. Yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I hope they call them the Beavers, but I don't care what they call them. Yeah, I do care get, what they call them, but I don't care what they call if them. If we get the A's, it needs to say the A's. Because, That's I mean, true. Been, because that, they've been the athletics. Philadelphia, all the way back Kansas, to Kansas City, City yeah. Oakland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to it's stay there. But if it was Tampa Bay, I'm like, all right, I could see the Rays, that. No. The Rays, no. The Rays, no. That Rays doesn't make sense. I could see that changing then. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. That would be great. Yeah, be, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, my dad and I talked to him. I'm like, I would be going to baseball games because it's more affordable than any of the other major pro sports. Right. You and know? it's it would be right down the street from the dockside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I go to breakfast every Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and have for years. Absolutely. Dockside. Oh, man. blueberry pancake breakfast at the dockside, you can't beat it. I believe I haven't eaten there in a long time. It but, hasn't oh, changed. Yeah. It has not changed. Hopefully, it never will. No. Yeah. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, the same people are working there. Yeah. Well, that and which tells you a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. The only thing is, they don't have the NFL red zone. Well, they probably don't have God out there. No. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I did before the NFL red zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I've, I've been uh, uh, this season has been fun to watch. NFL has been interesting. It's just it's the, the the teams are. Uh-huh. We're seeing some. I think we're starting to see a little shift. Lamar. Yeah. Lamar. Lamar. He's he's been in five games already. He's got one name. Yeah. All you gotta do is say Lamar. Yeah. Now, but the thing is, though, but you know how this is. That's not sustainable. He can't. He of course can't, not. He can't continue to get hit like that. No. As a, it's just not going to work. I mean, Michael Vick didn't work. 
No, you know, it, it was never cool does. For a minute, but then yeah. So well, look at the and the backup quarterback until Joe came back this week was RG three. Yeah. Who, by the way, you know is is is, is like a second nephew or a nephew once removed or twice removed of, of Reggie Houston. No kidding, yes. really. Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow, that's funny. That's too funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, look, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. It's always great to see you. It's great to see you as well, man. I, yeah. I, it's always a pleasure to come down and hang out with you and talk story. All right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, best of luck. We're Thank all you. waiting. Thank you very much. Okay. appreciate it. Uh, like I said, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We'll, uh, we'll have updates coming up. We'll tell you what's going on. So. Uh-huh.